0: Welcome to a free solution. Welcome, welcome, welcome to
1: a free solution. It's Tim O'Connor, your Thursday host for WYSL and WACK's highly rated Libertarian Lunchtime Talking Politics with Tim Larry Kevin. It- Guys, this is always like I want to always mention this is an honor for me. This is exciting for me. This is wonderful. I hope you guys enjoy the stuff I put together for you today, though. Uh, we have some. The, the first segment is going to be uh, we're going to be talking about uh our friend Andrew Cuomo. All right, so I'm referring to an article that's uh dated February 7th, 2022. Right out of Rochester, New York, WHC-TV, WHEC-TV, um, they asked the question, and guys, I could former Governor Andrew Cuomo be planning a comeback? There have been rumors since he resigned back in August. And if you guys pay attention to the show, I have been adamant in saying that this guy is not done. He has a war chest of millions of dollars. There's only one way for him to use it. And that's in politics. Okay. He's, he's not done. All the charges have been dismissed. Okay. He, He was found not culpable in the nursing home situation. He was other than some clerical errors and, and some bookkeeping problems like, that's it. That's that's what he gets tagged with. All of the charges relating to his um I want his sexual misconduct as governor all of those charges have been dropped. They he won those legal battles. Period. Um his his lawyers claim um well, of course they claim he's innocent. But um, Cuomo and his legal team have repeatedly challenged the findings of Attorney General James Report, which detailed the stories of 11 women who claim that the governor sexually harassed or otherwise mistreated them. Hey, guys, he, he's Italian. So like, that's just how they are, I guess. I mean, I'm Italian, but I don't think people that have worked for me are going to be coming after. Don't think I know they're not going to be, but whatever. Um, coming after me for sexual harassment. So, you know, um, anyways, uh, most of his aides and allies, like he, he's running what's called in politics, uh smear campaign. Um, and he's basically going around to his former allies and his former donors and former high ranking officials in the New York State, uh, in New York State public office and the public sphere. And he's calling to complain about the attorney general, Letitia James. Um, and that's, that's, that's how politics is done. That's, that's, that's simply a reality, right? They, that they do this to each other all the time. So basically he's, he's running a smear campaign. He's running around complaining about Letitia James. There's a pretty good chance that, Maybe he runs for attorney general. I think right now um, he's he's he'll probably step up and take credit for helping Kathy Hochul become the the current governor of New York state. And I think he'll probably make some sensitive, completely woke comments about that and then decide to run against Letitia James. And become, and guys, listen, I'll tell you what, if he runs, he wins. I, I hate to say it, but that is the state of the state in New York State. That's an absolute reality. If he doesn't win, I will frankly be amazed. I, I'm not kidding. I it, Look, he, he destroyed the economy with his lockdowns. People fled the state. The school system, the healthcare system is damaged irreparably right now in New York State because of his his vaccine mandates. And and if he runs, he wins. If he runs, he wins. I I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. Could you though, guys, could you imagine a scenario where Andrew Cuomo Is I can imagine it where Andrew Cuomo is the attorney general of New York State and Larry Sharp is the governor of New York State. I'm just saying that that would be hilarious. Like that would be epic. I don't know. I would love to see it. I think it it would be it would be political theater, but oh my god, would it be amazing? So I don't want to spend the entire show on it, but I just wanted to tell you guys that you, first of all I, I see it as a confirmation that one of my theories that I've been talking about for a long time is is probably real, right? That that the world and the political sphere is not done with Andrew Cuomo. And I think that that is probably well, first of all, it's unfortunate, right? Like, why can't this guy just go away? He still misappropriated, like, the state's labor force, right? By having his aides and, and people that were getting paid by the state government help him write his book and, like, and his book, oh, my God, right? And his book. So the, the New York State Department of Ethics or something like that's holding his five point one one million million for his book. Once he gets his hands on that, though. He's he's all set, man. He'll 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 be a very well funded attorney general candidate. He has exper- experience as the attorney general, and look, th- this guy has. I mean, he has no other abilities other than getting elected to office. So I'm not sure what else he would do. Like, what else is he going to do? Is he going to start a business? Like, who would work for him? Would it be, what What kind of business would he even start? Like, imagine any of those things be impossible. It's not going to happen, okay? So that, those things are a reality. If he runs, he wins. I don't want to beleaguer the conversation about Andrew Cuomo, but I'm telling you right now, we're not done seeing that guy's face in our faces every single day he'll go he'll find ways to be especially if like could you imagine like if he won and let's say larry won and that the oh my god (laughs) oh my god that would be that would be and that would be incredible And, and hilarious and epic for new york state um not not so much Andrew Cuomo women, but if Larry won and him and Andrew Cuomo had to battle things out on a daily basis, I think that that would be hilarious. But some of the other things that I want to talk about, Kevin touched on a um, no knock warrant um, in St. Paul, Minneapolis. And and the guy's name was Amir Locke. And and I do want to go do a deeper dive on that story. I do want to talk about a guy named Daniel Shaver. Um, We go back a few years. And uh, how how police can put it, put themselves in bad situations, and and people end up hurt because of it. I am um, not a big fan of no knock warrants, as you guys might have guessed, but I do want to give a little breakdown of the story because not so much that Kevin was giving bad information, but the information at the time was was a little bit incomplete. And I I, I do think talking about no knock warrants are it's an important piece of. Political discussion like there are republicans liberty minded Republicans like Thomas Massey and Rand Paul who uh, uh, Justin Amash is a libertarian, but these people are are not in favor of no knock warrants and never have been they brianna taylor 's law we can maybe even unpack a little bit about the brianna Taylor case um, and as it pertains to the situation and one other thing guys I want to talk about Facebook is taking a shellacking in the financial markets and absolute shellacking. And I'm telling you, Kevin and I talked about it last week. I don't know if you guys caught it, but the, the story, guys, the story at the time was because they weren't getting access to people's private data collection information. Like Kevin says, you get tagged with a pixel and all of a sudden ads for something. You search for something on Google, you get tagged with a pixel. You get, it starts showing up on your Facebook feed. Like all of that is real all right but we're going to talk about what's really going on and the pixel story seemed to work at the time but i'm telling you i am going to tell you what's really going on and how it pertains to joe rogan because in some small fashion it absolutely does pertain to joe rogan and and in a a weird way so guys hang with me bear with me and do your best to you know hang on the edge of your seats, waiting for this information um so no knock warrants facebook taking a slacking in the market more about joe rogan and guys it's tim o'connor the freedom brand more than happy to bring you a different take on the news and hopefully you guys enjoy it i'll be right back after these messages
0: Free solution.
1: Once again, welcome back to a free solution. So, uh, one of the things I do want to continue on about a little bit about Andrew Cuomo and the state of our state in New York State. Um, Look, guys, there's a reality that we have to deal with. The, the The Democratic Party is, in fact. In creating its own oasis in their state. Now, whether we like that or not, it's a reality that we have to accept. Um, so while, while it's a little bit depressing, th- there's opportunity out there for us. But I, I think that we had to take a look at our reality and the real reality that people that are likely to vote Republican have left people that maybe even people that are likely to vote libertarian. I don't know. But. At least there was good news in that Zogby poll that we talked about last week. Something like 75% of New York State recognizes that the two-party system is broken. And in New York State, really, it's a one-party system, whether you like it or not. They re-gerrymandered the entire state. Like, I don't know. Anyways, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. There's Our backs are against the wall. And I, right now, I'm going to talk about a no-knock warrant situation, guys. And I... and so I want to give you a personal breakdown of a, a story that was related to me. And, but it's, it's not, I'm taking liberties with the story. I'm, I'm not telling the, like, not going to name people's names. I'm not going to talk about specifics of it, but I want to say this, that, that based on a text or a tweet from one kid to another, Police in my area were compelled to confront a guy and his family at two o'clock in the morning. Now, I do not believe that they kicked in his door. Um, They needed to do some research, but but six police officers showed up at this guy's house at two o'clock in the morning. To talk to his kid, based on a text, based on a tweet, based on something on social media, regardless. Okay, now this guy's very pro two A. This guy will defend his family. This guy has, you know, let let's just say, for example, right, that this guy has a reasonable amount of assets that he knows are are valuable to him, and his family's valuable to him. That situation could have, could have, guys turned horribly ugly right so there are i think police call them exigent circumstances or important situations where they have to break into somebody's house right away this was borderline one of those situations um according to the law okay now the the odds of something happening and guys like look i know that kids use social media and they issue warnings and we don't do anything about the warnings and sometimes we miss an opportunity to help them or save them all right i get it okay but at some point too we have to realize that there's an issue of people who are amped up on opposite sides of a door and and so we're going to talk about this guy Amir Locke, he's a 22-year-old, a, a young man, a child. He, he wanted to be a musician. Um, and so basically what happened is the police in Minneapolis um, went to a judge, got a warrant based on another a, a child the a 17 year old young man who had been possibly involved in a homicide they went and got a warrant to get this kid arrested and to bring him in um now there was some violence involved in in the original case the, the person that they were after had, had been involved in a homicide potentially even probably right police can say probably and i can say probably okay um but what happened was, is they they kicked in the door on the guy's and here's the deal. This is where the details get kind of not necessarily fuzzy, but we don't always know exactly no matter what. Right. They have to police officers and and civil rights attorneys have to spin right from the get go. And I find that to always be a problem as well. Like we don't get really good information. Like I, I was talking about Breonna Taylor and how her, her boyfriend shot a police officer and how like basically an, another police officer shot into an apartment that wasn't even Brianna Taylor's apartment. Like th- that's part of the story that never gets told. Okay. What we have is an emotionally charged situation. We have people who are afraid for their lives on both sides of that door. And they do not, nobody wants to go home. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to die in these situations. Right. So Amir is at his, I guess his 17 year old cousin's house is this is as near as I can tell if I understand, because again, we we, the news starts spinning right from the start, the police start spinning and everything like that. So Amir was Amir Locke at his, at, at this 17 year old's house or at an apartment that this 17 year old had access to that's the part where it gets a little fuzzy right like should they have been kicking in the door there we're not even sure about that but here's even a worse detail the the saint paul police originally did not request a no-knock warrant from a judge but when the minneapolis police went and were asked to um Execute the warrant, right? So there's that whole St. Paul and Minneapolis thing where they kind of overlap, all right? And so it gets a little confusing even there. Um, but the Minneapolis police were asked to execute the warrant that MPD, the, the Minneapolis Police Department, insisted that the warrant be changed to authorize it to be executed without first knocking. And this is, again, I'm referring to an article in, by A.J. Lagou and at KARE 11 staff. Um it's dated February 4th um and then it was updated February 5th. Um so the warrant itself has yet to be made public but the police wanted the advantage the tactical advantage of a no knock raid. Um and unfortunately by all the looks of things that that resulted In a lawful owner of a concealed carry weapon to be shot. Now, yes, yes, it's a terrifying situation for police officers to face a young man with a gun in an apartment when they're in pursuit of a a kid that's involved in a homicide, right? And 17 to 22, there's not that much. It's hard to identify. They had. They they don't have enough time. So the issue is, is, is why did they want the no-knock warrant? They wanted a tactical advantage, right? That part we understand. But what would have been different if the no-knock warrant hadn't been issued? This kid would still be alive. Now, would the other kid have gone on to commit more crimes? I, I don't know. You know, we don't know that we're presuming and we don't know. And and they 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 basically arrested that kid the next day without incident. Um, But so now a young man and a legal owner of of a a concealed carry weapon is is now dead because of a no knock warrant. That's it. I don't even want to blame the cops. Right. I'm blaming the system. All right. I'm blaming the system. If the cops did not feel they needed that tactical advantage. If the cops were not able to afford themselves of that tactical advantage, this young man would not be dead. That's a reality, okay? No knock warrants. And, and here's the reality too. In the Brianna Taylor situation, okay? Cops got shot. And, ju- and, and forgive me, right? Like cops got shot. And that's a tragedy as well. Brianna Taylor got shot. That's an absolute tragedy. An innocent person in another apartment got shot at. Okay. That's the cost of a no-knock warrant. That's the price tag of no-knock warrants, all right? And I think that the price tag's too high. All right, that that the tactical advantage of a no-knock warrant is very much nullified by the danger it puts everybody in. I'm not blaming the cops other than they did they need that no-knock warrant. Like why did the Minneapolis Police Department feel so strongly that they needed a no-knock warrant. And look, guys, freedom Republicans and Libertarians agree on this issue, that Libertarians and even a lot of people on the left agree on this issue, that no-knock warrants put people in danger, no matter what your perspective is. The left wants to say it puts black kids in higher danger. The right wants to say it puts gun owners in higher danger. Guess what? You're right. OK, that's it. All right. Deal with the fact that no knock warrants are more dangerous than, than the, the times like they're trying to protect people from destroying evidence. There's a possibility that this kid who's on the loose is going to do more violence. There's also a possibility he's asleep somewhere. All right. So that's a reality. No knock warrants are dangerous. No knock warrants are a problem. We don't have to blame anybody. We can blame the system and say, look let's and let's deal with the consequences of not having no knock warrants and what would those consequences be all right there's still going to be police response to difficult situations there's still going to be reality checks all across our society okay so let's deal with the reality that the system of no knock warrants puts and and guys i have police officer friends and i have Pro 2A friends, and I don't want them on the opposite sides of a door at 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't want them on opposite sides of a door at 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't. It is a bad, bad idea. It's dangerous for everybody, man, for everybody, and no-knock warrants. That's a free solution, guys, an absolute free solution. It will prevent tragedy. I'll be back right after these messages.
0: cell store is now open, and your car's crying for an official voice of liberty bumper sticker. There's a great selection to help you show your love of God, liberty, and the Constitution. Here are just a few available right now. Shut up, Fauci. Kathy Hochul. No more masking. Open the freaking schools. Scam alert, January 6th. No vax mandates. God, please help us. Close the Mexican border. Save America. Stop voting for Democrats. Support the Second Amendment, and your mask doesn't protect squat. But there's more. These are standard weather-resistant bumper stickers. Guarantee. ...guaranteed to get you horn honks and thumbs up in traffic. Choose from other locally made WYSL Voice of Liberty merch, too. Like teas, hoodies, drinkware, and more. Perfect gifts for any Liberty lover you know. Be sure to check out the exclusive WYSL Mount Morris shirts, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting our four worst presidents. Guess who's front and center? Be free. Make a statement. Shop the WYSL store at wisl 1040com A free solution...
1: Once again, it's me, Tim O'Connor, the Thursday host for a Free Solution. And once again, I want to give a shout out to WYSL, WACK, and look this this goes out to the Spotify's, the Anchor FM. It's available on WYSL 1040am, 1040.com um, on their podcast page. And and guys, you can check out any of our shows, you can check out any of my, mine and Kevin's work, you can check out shows with Larry Sharp. And so, look, it's important that that we recognize that there is a possibility that the new media is forming and that redneck guys from central New York have access to people all over the country. And and guys, I'm I'm forever thankful for that. So before the break, I was talking about the devastating impact of no knock warrants and just they're just so such a bad idea they're dangerous for police officers they're dangerous for individuals and all too often the story comes down like it does for Amir Locke guys like and all too often the guys that kicked in Breonna Taylor's door one of them took a bullet and nobody look we don't We don't want the violence. We don't relish the violence. We know that people are doing bad things and we know that police officers can make mistakes. We know those things. And look, again, when it comes to this, the only mistake was executing at, the only mistake that I can see that doesn't involve conjecture, all right? That doesn't involve the woke narrative of, Everybody who wants us emotionally charged is the no-knock warrant. So, Minneapolis mayor um, decided to put a ban on no-knock warrants, and we'll see what that does to the crime rate in, in Minneapolis. I just don't think that, um, you know, I just don't think the no-knock part of the the warrant was necessary. Yes. A warrant for the arrest of the 17-year-old involved in the homicide, okay? That is is a problem, right? Okay, that kid is a problem. He needs to be brought into custody. He needs to be dealt with. He hurt somebody or he's involved in hurting somebody. Whatever, Whatever it was, that's real, okay? And that that needs to be dealt with, and we do need police officers to deal with stuff like that. That's also a reality. Um, so, guys, I, I I've talked about him a couple of times, and I I um, I, and I'm not sure if we should just. It, it's not really related, but I do think that if you guys get time, I think you should check out the story of uh, Daniel Shaver too. It's an absolute tragedy what happened to this kid. Um, he, he was basically staying at a hotel with his wife. He had a pellet pistol in his luggage because he was a rodent uh, exterminator guy. Right. Um, and and he, he's gone now because a, a police officer put himself in a bad situation, issued some confusing commands. And, and you know, it was around the time of... Uh, it's one of those big mass shootings, I believe the Nevada shooting. Um, so police were already on high alert. Um, the claim that he held the uh put the gun out the window, that's dubious at best. Um, but anyways, I let's just circle back around to end no knock warrants, guys. They're they're just they're too dangerous for police officers, they're too dangerous for law enforcement, they're too dangerous for innocent people that get caught in the crossfire and that guy's a, innocent people are police officers doing their job. They get shot at, they get shot because of these things too. Um, and, and so it, it just, it brings too much emotion to that situation, but like, let's ease on off to it. What I think is going to be a little bit funner and a little bit more perhaps interesting. Okay um when i first started doing lives on facebook my my facebook feed would blow up and my friends would come in and i'd get people on there making comments and there'd be 20 30 40 50 people in in my lobby and maybe i'm more boring than i think i am but my messaging hasn't changed my lives haven't changed i'm still reasonably trying to make jokes i'm still bringing a a a somewhat conservative, mostly libertarian slant to discussions about news and politics and individual rights and individual liberty and how our state, our state of New York state has has slid so far left that we have a program for anything that that we have a governor who issues mask mandates. Okay, so basically now Facebook and I always felt like Facebook stymied itself and stifled itself by not helping people like me and anybody that wants to broadcast some news talk about news because as you know I am 100% sure that the legacy media is dead and it doesn't know it okay that CNN is dead and it doesn't know it and that guys and, and some of you guys might watch fox news my mom watches fox news she she regales me with stories of Tucker's latest pone on Nancy Pelosi and stuff like that no appeal that has zero appeal when Tucker makes fun of Nancy Pelosi for looking like Michael Jackson that has zero guys zero appeal to me i don't i don't like nancy pelosi okay I don't like her at all i think she's horrible i can't believe she gets reelected all of those things can be true but i still don't like it like i still don't see any value in making fun of her for looking like michael jackson so anyways facebook stock is tanking and i'm going to tell you right now that the magnitude the order of which it is tanking by and guys this show is on facebook so i hope like whatever they don't get mad at me and kiss me but i have advice for them all right and larry sharp will talk about the fact that he's been shadow banned and shadow banning is where they throttle your views And they got rid of, they quashed voices, guys, funny voices, because they don't fit the narrative and they fact check them. And people were saying things about the vaccines that other people found interesting. Scientists wanted to talk about things like this on YouTube and stuff like that. And and there was this concerted effort to still and quiet all of those voices, regardless of the rational perspective that they wanted to put on it. Anything okay? If they said one word out of line. If they, because there was a time if you suggested that the the coronavirus had interacted or was man made or man manufactured, you were banned and you had to sue your way to get back on. I, and that's what happened to Zero Hedge, and they were the first ones that came out and said this genetic component does not occur in nature. This is a man fabricated thing. So here I am trying to bring this home, guys. And I've run up against a time thing, but I'm I'm still pretty good right now. Um, the the issue is is now here Facebook did all this work to stifle voices and basically to either force you into paying them money, even though time on the platform is how they value themselves, and time on the platform is how they value their advertisers. They stifled all the voices. They took the fun out of these events out of out of people showing up in your lobby and you having conversations with them um and so now spotify says you know what let's let's do something in in the in the podcast market and i, I we're not done all right what they see and what they know is that competition can exist all right and these are huge platforms like look guys check it out rumble Dot com, which I also broadcast my work to, um, but I, I'm not. I don't have to understand the ins and outs of it, and there's not as many people readily available as there is on Facebook. But Facebook did this to themselves; they stifled voices. Okay, regardless of whether you think the voice is sane or not, whether you think the voice is right or wrong, regardless, Facebook participated in stifling the voices and the reach of people who have different ideas than the mainstream narrative. Therefore, where do those people go? And a lot of them are listening to an MMA, drug pot-smoking, you know, former Fear Factor host, former Man Show host, Joe Rogan. And look, he's dwarfing CNN. He's embarrassing them. So we're coming up on a break. I'm talking about free market competition and how... Maybe we're going to see a breakthrough in in competition. Maybe we're going to see a breakthrough in in communication. And maybe we're going to start to see that the the CNNs of the world are, are, as you guys already see, as I already see, that the CNNs and that even the Foxes and the MSNBCs of the world are are largely irrelevant voices. I'll be right back. Tim O'Connor, The Freedom variant.
2: Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that SimpleTech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there A free solution.
1: Welcome back to WYSL and WACK. It's Tim O'Connor on a free solution. I am the Freedom Variant. Guys, if you want to check out the stuff I do on Twitter, it's Tim the Freedom Variant. If you want to check out the stuff I do on TikTok, it's at the Freedom Variant. And guys, I have the Tim O'Connor the Freedom Variant page on Facebook um and, and so look i think it's important to kind of chase these things around and before the break i'm talking about what i see as the new media and for a long long time my disdain towards the mainstream media has been palpable it's been real i knew as probably did you and, and this is i'm a long-term listener long-time listener of of talk radio i was a huge rush limbaugh fan Not so much for his advocacy for the Republican Party, as you guys might have guessed, like because he was a huge advocate for the Republican Party, but he was a huge advocate for conservative communications and conservatives thought processes in the Republican Party. And so I got to be a libertarian because, honestly, again, Republicans aren't really conservative enough for me, and conservatives are not sometimes too emotionally charged for me and too angry at at foreigners for me and too angry about maybe too religious for me and guys that's with all due respect i recognize the importance of christian philosophy in our society and what the positive things that it has done regardless of how people malign it in this day and age okay so there's this whole other area where people love power associated with the state and that is what we see exhibited in the mainstream media the foxes of the world want the power to go to the conservatives and the the, and even they don't really anymore but to be perfectly honest with you um they they all play you for ratings they'll play you for advertising they'll play you for all sorts of stuff they do it to the left they do it to you believe me when i tell you nobody wants donald trump to be president more than CNN, because he was their lifeline. They made bank off of him. I'm not the only one to say it, and I'm not even stealing it from, from Jon Stewart, but even he said it, and he's a big lib. Um, Bill Maher, the voice of reason, this guy, I, he's honestly like Joe Rogan being the voice of reason. When when the mainstream media has divorced itself from reality and is only trying to stimulate your Your lizard mind, your emotional reactions that get you to engage with their content like Brian Steltzer uh, I that guy is a train wreck to prop himself up because he, he's literally propped himself up because he's mainstream media, not because he's smart, not because he's cool, not because he has an interesting take on things, just because he's mainstream media. That's when you know they're failing. Okay. I don't mean that he's a bad guy, but his view of himself and his role in the world is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, and you know, another guy who I really didn't like, and I don't know if you guys, I didn't like Bill O'Reilly. And I was glad when he got kicked off Fox, even though I didn't think he got kicked off for good reasons. And maybe there was some debate as to what happened, but that, that guy after enjoying Rush Limbaugh and enjoying Glenn Beck, to listen to Bill O'Reilly later on in the day, would just I, it it would hurt my head, man. And he still hurts my head. I hear him on, on Sean Hannity every once in a while, and I don't listen to Sean Hannity very often. But he just hurts my head. He comes up with with the strangest pro government takes that he's like a conservative pro government. Literally, that he's he, whatever, man. I, I don't mean to belabor it or be, belittle Bill O'Reilly, but he is definitely not my favorite broadcaster. And guys, I don't even have cable news anymore because I just could not. Could not deal with that nonsense. Um a day in day out CNN arguing with Fox, Fox arguing with CNN, I just I couldn't deal with it. And that doesn't mean that I don't like the points that Sean Hannity makes better than I like the points that that Brian Stelzer or that guy that they fired that the Cuomo brother. Uh like I, I his points are better, but I don't I don't like his his some, most of the time, whatever he's okay. And guys, I'm not knocking him; he's all right. I listen to him once in a while, I really do. But sometimes he drives me nuts. But not as much as Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, he, Bill O'Reilly drove me crazy. Um, But guys, I'm a libertarian. But the reality is, is we're watching the the devolution of the the mainstream media. Like we are the mainstream media, and that's it. So what we were talking about before the break is how the Joe Rogan experience, first of all, dwarfs cnn that facebook is and guys facebook i'm on facebook maybe they banned me for this they have quashed themselves they have destroyed their value because they throttled the communication in between people and sure did the algorithm like beat up on people's emotions and and where did they pull back on that yeah but what they also did was throttle voices like larry sharps like mine like a free solution like radio free Radio Free New York. Does anybody remember Radio Free New York? Okay. That's what they did. They hurt themselves, and it took a couple years for them to figure it out. And now the stock market's figuring it out. It's not just, of course, they sold data, and of course they connected people to products they wanted through their platform. That's a way that they advertise. But kids don't like Facebook. Kids have had it with Facebook. They go to places like TikTok. Guys, if you want to see an unvaxxed patriot trying to take bids on his mail stuff, you can see that on TikTok, all right? And look, I'm not kidding you. I'm not saying it's for you, but it's still better to watch people try to create. If you want to see a live stream of what's going on in Ottawa, Canada, where real people are telling you their real issues with Justin Trudeau and the authoritarian lockdown regime and the COVID mandates and what they've done to the truckers that to stifle them making a living, can you see it on Facebook? I don't know. I would never know because even if you can see it on Facebook, they stifle it, they hide it, they they bury it away from people. Like they only show it to the people in the trucker group or whatever. Okay. They've got this this game plan that was going to keep people from fighting. And guess what? Doesn't work. Okay. But if you want to see right now, I bet you you could go on TikTok. I bet you you could go on TikTok and find a live stream of people walking the streets in Ottawa watching the police confiscate gas and diesel from people that are bringing it in to support the truckers, watching the police block the road so that the truckers can't have food. Um, look, I'm not unsympathetic to the people that live in Ottawa. I'm really not. I was sympathetic to the people that lived in Portland. I was sympathetic to that. So I have to be sympathetic to the people that live in Ottawa. Like that's a reality. And I think that the truckers probably know that, um, But the number one thing that should happen in Canada is Justin Trudeau should be gone. That guy is horrible. He started out lying about these guys. He started out besmirching these guys, and that only made their numbers grow stronger. He is going to, he's creating a situation that is ripe for failure, ripe for a mess. They're going to clear the streets in Canada, mark my words, okay, and the police are going to be the driving force. And if they have to, they will bring in the military and that you guys is not a free solution. That's a real problem. And that's, what's going to happen. So sympathetic to the people in Ottawa, it's time for Justin Trudeau to resign. The guy's a train wreck. There's allegations, whatever we're going to, I'm going to, you guys should join me and Kevin, because I'm going to talk about who, who Justin Trudeau might actually be related to. And Kevin's going to try to tell me that it's been debunked and I'm going to hit him with some serious, facts that he is not gonna like so and hopefully it's gonna be funny hopefully he doesn't get mad at me but uh kevin is a little bit more cut and dried when it comes to the news and he does a little deeper dive into it i am literally a little bit more of a conspiracy theorist i find humor in having conversations about these things now how much of it do i take seriously you guys have to keep tuning into this show to figure that piece of it out so what we have is the breakdown of Joe Rogan is in, in a sense, beating up Facebook and making the markets realize, okay, that Facebook may not be a viable platform because people are not engaging in it. They're engaging in it less and less and less. And that is an absolute reality. Um, so when we take a look at these things and this reality that cnn is is crushing itself that fox even is crushing itself that the main the legacy media is absolutely been been pushed aside and set aside and beat down by its own poor behavior i just sit back and i say i saw it coming man i absolutely saw it coming and it's absolute fact. Like I saw it coming for years. So, so despite Spotify's slight censoring of Joe Rogan, it like it, despite some outrage about some of the things he's said and some of the things he's done, what people are hungry for and what he's offering them. Are valid conversations about science, about authoritarianism. Whether he's actually discussed authoritarianism or not, he's had Michael Malice on, so he's discussed authoritarianism. He, he's had Alex Jones on, so he's talked about crazy conspiracy theories. I mean, he had Larry Sharp on, and man, what that was pretty awesome. It was so like. I think Larry said in one of his shows the other night that I was watching, like he did not himself realize just how popular Joe Rogan was. Um, And because it was based on Larry Sharp went on a show, Larry Sharp, the size of Larry Sharp's YouTube channel doubled or something like that. And besides Rumble guys, Rumble offered Joe Rogan. I don't know if I mentioned this already, but I'm spinning in circles as I normally do. Um, Joe Rogan Rumble offered Joe Rogan a hundred million dollars to leave Spotify and go there and they have the money it's a very interesting possibility that now everyone's competing for joe rogan now what they should do is prop up voices like the freedom variants like larry sharps like kevin wilson's and get people to engage with us and they have that's how their algorithm works they can do it um, i still have ways around the algorithm if you guys want to check out my pages it's tim o'connor the freedom variant thanks again to wysl and wack